I'm a media mask meow is not filmed in front of a living studio audience. <laughs> best friends but we love talking about dead people we're gonna laugh and we'll cry well dana's gonna cry a little bit we got love bombs all over the place and let's not act like matt isn't gonna cry a little bit but we're also gonna cuss so if that doesn't resonate turn the fuck around yeah we're gonna drop some fuck bombs but we also want to share our experiences and knowledge about mediumship so sit down get comfortable and remember you are the light of one hundred thousand And enjoy. Hi, Dana. Hi, Matthew. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of I'm a Medium. Ask me how. Logan killed it with that music. <laughs> I love the intro music. And it's Halloween. And it's Halloween. It's it's the spooky ooky season of like I call it gay Christmas because I love Halloween. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, speaking but of which, you know speaking of spooky ooky Halloween, we have a yeah. playlist yes. that we're going to put in the show notes on Spotify because you and I love a playlist. I love a good playlist. My life could evolve around music, and I'd be completely okay with it. Yeah, that. yeah, we yeah. love a good playlist. I'm- so. Should we do one for Christmas? I don't know. Well, you are just going to have to make sure you're subscribed. (laughs) Subscribe. Hit the bell notification if you're on YouTube. Hit that, like it, subscribe it, do all that stuff. Anywhere podcasts are available, you know. Yeah. I've I've been working on this this pitch here. (laughs) No, we haven't really. We This is all natural. um, But Matt and I, I mean, we didn't really do up the spooky. I mean, Matt's background is far more like prepared than mine is i really kind of pulled it together at the last minute with the i like it though i got two skulls well i got and then i got skulls on my sweater i'm gonna start you calling you scully well oh (laughs) shit you know what i forgot to scully (gasps) oh all right actually i forgot to tell you this so i know we talk like 20 times every single day but i forgot to tell you i went to the doctor and, okay. and they diagnosed me with scoliosis. <laughs> I quit. You can find somebody else to co-host this. You just, you just lost your co-host. Scoliosis is terrible. Uh, Dana, Dana, I got to, you know, I got to direct this shit because it's going to go down like the Titanic if you're in charge of scoliosis. Okay, so let's talk about today's topic, because I feel like this, especially around Halloween, like a majority of this, and I'm going to say stuff, because I was going to say shit, but I don't want to disrespect some of it, because some of it's really good, comes up a lot more around Halloween. Oh, yeah. Right? Because it's spooky, ooky, right? But I don't think people realize that you can use this stuff year-round. It's an accentuation. It's called, I'm a tool. That's that's a Suzuki episode. I'm I'm saying it right now, so Logan from IT can't be like, "This is a better title." Yeah, Logan Logan loves to rename our title, and he has great titles. He 
has better titles than I ever know, but I, I just want to be a tool for this episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm a tool. Well, and and tools can be really helpful in spiritual work. Mm-hmm. And and we are definitely not here to, to put down any kind of spiritual tools. No. Listen, I'm a girl who loves decks. Like, I got that big deck energy. Like, I don't know if you guys are watching on YouTube. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> For Again, those of you at is... home listening to the pod, she just smacked her hand on her desk really hard. <laughs> this is why you should subscribe to YouTube. I yes. have, I love tarot decks. I love Oracle and tarot decks. Yeah. There's no shame in like using tools in connections or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it can help. Right. And sometimes people use crystals and different things like that. But one thing that Matt and I really try to empower people with is understanding that all of that, even even as much as I love my tarot cards, this is just paper. It's just paper. Well, we got to remember all these things that we use, like tarot cards, dowsing rods, pendulums, Ouija boards. What is it that the person's doing with it? Where is it going on the person's body? A majority of the time. Hands. Hands. So that means it's an extension of you. Mm -hmm. It is an extension of your psychism, psychism, Mm -hmm. as as they say in the biz, uh, your psychic work, right? So like pendulums. It's an extension of your hand, your 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 body, your aura, your your ability, and I think that sometimes, Dana, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, girl. It can become a codependency issue like none other, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Or there's fear around some of it, where I'm like, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, or we feel like we, or we feel like we can't connect without these mm-hmm. things, right? Mm-hmm. So there's either fear connected to it or we feel like I can't get a connection to spirit without doing these things or or without my cards. Yeah. And w- when it comes down to it, we're we're the biggest tool. I'm a, I'm a tool. <laughs> Baby, I'm a tool 24/7. <laughs> Sorry. I like calling myself a tool. Um so the, can I tell you a story? Can I be vulnerable? I would love it. All right. So when I first started my developments uh, back in a metaphysical shop, right, and, and you learn, you live, you live, you learn, you love, right? Then you get the diapers. But there was a crystal, and I had an amethyst crystal, and it was about the size of my palm. And I just created something, and this is something I did to myself. Nobody told me, like, you have to have this crystal. But I started to notice when I'd get fire readings, I was playing with it in my hand, and I was like, oh, it's got to be the crystal. Oh, it's got to be the amethyst. Oh, so I would literally freak the fuck out if I did not have this crystal in my hand. And I would pack it with my sage in this little satchel. And then I would sage it. And then I'd leave it out on the windowsill so it could charge. And I'm like, this is a lot of work. (laughs) But one day I forgot that fucking crystal. Mm. And I freaked the fuck out. I was like, I can't read. And I went through the entire metaphysical story to find another amethyst. (laughs) But I became codependent on it. And I'm the first one to admit, like, you don't need that. And so then I had given a fire reading that night without it because they didn't have an amethyst that met my standard. Well, and we (laughs) all know Matt has high standards. I'm a picky bitch, Dana. We know this. (laughs) 
this isn't curved enough for me. <laughs> it has to have the right But really, curve. I it, it's got to fit in your hand and it's got to have a feeling to it, right? It didn't resonate with me, as they say in, in the biz part two. Um, but it literally crept, crippled me mm-hmm. where I just thought I couldn't do it. But I gave a fire reading without it. And then I was like, well, what else is possible? So I got rid of it. Mm-hmm. I got rid of it. It's still in my house. Like I still have it. And I have it for sentimental reasons now where I'm like, I love you because you were with me from the beginning, but you are not a thing that I need. I need myself. I need myself. And so it was a big lesson. It was really hard to learn that. And it caused a lot of anxiety, but I had a lot to unpack throughout my development journey. So get ready, folks. There's going to be a lot of unpacking here. But I think in, in our end of, in our development journey there is a lot of mm-hmm. unpacking and there is a lot of mm-hmm. self-development that happens but i had a very similar um thing that happened with me in my development um it wasn't with a crystal it was actually with cards because um oh. i was intuitively and psychically picking up on a lot of different things um and then i ended up picking up tarot as a way of validating what was already coming through so a lot of my process um before i started going to development circles and things like that was i would intuitively write things down i would journal and then i ended up pulling cards and it would validate what i had already intuited it it did or psychically picked mm-hmm. up and so i had become really dependent on my cards and i had kind of circumvented that whole like process of tapping in first before pulling out the cards and i was just going straight to the cards and then yeah. i started going to development circle and i didn't and there was no cards at development circle and i was like oh shit how am i supposed to be psychic without cards even though i had originally started out my process without <laughs> cards and it was scary i was like oh god i'm going to fall on my face i'm going to really suck at this and then i realized oh no no, it's there. It was it was never the cards. It was me. Yeah. Um, so I think I'd, I would be surprised if there weren't more people that didn't have a story like you and I, right? So maybe yeah. it's a crystal. Maybe it's cards. Maybe it's a pendulum. Maybe it's dousing rods or whatever. Um, but we give so much power to these objects mm-hmm. and we take it away from from ourselves. Yeah, you don't realize you're the one that's holding the crystal and you're the one that's holding the tarot cards. But you know what? I did see a funny joke the other day. It was kind of really funny. It called tarot. It was like, oh, they treated tarot like it was crack because they were like, you want to do some mediumship? And they showed some tarot cards. I was like, oh, it is a gateway drug. Yeah. No, I call well I always I always joke around that tarot was a gateway drug for me. It was it is. but it was tarot was such a validating thing for me. Um because mm-hmm. and and you guys have to remember like I did so much of my development before Zoom rooms and before yeah. you know like you really that's this is back in the old days guys when you had to get in your car and like meet people in person you know (laughs) (laughs) and go into a scary room with a bunch of other people um you know it was and i was doing so much of my of my growth and spiritual development on my own in my own house Mm -hmm. like 
kind of like, what is this? And, and meditating and journaling on my own, that tarot was a very validating process for me in my spiritual journey of like, oh shit. Yeah. I'm, this resonates with me. This feels very natural to me. Um, and it was a very key component to me stepping forward into who and what I am. Yeah. And I think it can be that for many, for many people. Um, and it's such a, it's such an amazing tool to get started as well because, and I'm going to keep going because I fucking love tarot. Um, it creates a vocabulary with spirit. And especially since we're talking yeah. about mediumship, um, cause this is, I'm a medium, ask me how, um, we are constantly building our vocabulary with spirit. So even there are times where, um, you know, a spirit might be coming up forward and they may show me the king of pentacles card of like, this mm -hmm. guy has king of pentacles energy as, that as that a reference that, that big king of pentacles, that's more king of wands energy, but. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. I I'm learning, I'm learning the phrases from Kimmy. She's using <laughs> dirty things. <laughs> but, but honestly, sometimes they will use references of tarot. Yeah to describe um, an instance in somebody's life or who somebody was mm -hmm. as a person just by flashing the image of the card in my, in my head. So it was a tool in my mediumship as to building my reference and vocabulary and speaking with spirit and using mm -hmm. the context of colors, using the context of imagery and all of that, especially as somebody who wasn't very strong clairvoyantly. It was very helpful for me. Um, and build, building that clairvoyant um, language with spirit. So I, I love tarot, and it was very helpful for me. So there's a couple of the reasons why I think a lot of people resonate with tarot first, and then they move over to uh, mediumship, is that it's so fun. Mm -hmm. Tarot is fucking fun. And when you have fun, you don't have tension, mm. right? And so you get to play a lot more with tarot than you do with mediumship. I mean, we play with spirit, but it's not like the play is so fun where it's just the possibilities. You're using your intuition. You're using your higher self. And you're tapping into things like at the beginning of your tarot reading where things might trickle in mediumship-wise because you're open. Mm -hmm. You're like, ah, and spirit's just going to throw a bunch of stuff at you, right? But it's 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 a good it's a good thing. So if you're ever like, hey, is it too late to do tarot? No, it's not because even if you're an established medium and you go play with some tarot, it's just more. The more you know, the more you grow, yo. Yeah. Sorry. Well, and tarot's. <laughs> I mean, there's so many beautiful decks out there, and I mm -hmm. I just admire the artwork. I I yeah. really. Um, I just I just got a new deck a few days ago, and I just I'll sit there and I'll stare at the artwork. And I, and I admire the artwork so much. Um, and the thought of, of an artist's play on a card that's been done a bajillion other times by other artists and their interpretation mm -hmm. of what that card means to them through their artwork. And their, I, I think that's beautiful. Um, so it's an art form to me in, in a lot of ways. But there was something that you really touched base on that I really want to return back to, and it's that returning sure. of fun and, and why we use tools, because it brings the pressure off of us, because God forbid we make a mistake, right? That's that ego sip, you know, slipping in again, and we put mm -hmm. so much pressure on us, especially in development or even as professionals, to always be right or always d deliver this fire reading or whatever. 
if we have a tool or something to lean on that makes us feel a little more comfortable and it doesn't, it does it takes the pressure off. So it, it does make yeah. it more fun, fun, but it also takes the pressure off, which again, releases tension, which is huge in de- delivering an amazing mediumship reading. Yes. And symbolism in the cards, uh, you kind of touch base on it a little bit. Like I don't, I say I communicate with spirit very direct. I'm like, say what you mean, you mean mm-hmm. what you say. Right. But some mediums like with that little vocabulary, this means this and this means this and this means this. I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, go direct. But if see, I, you're not the only medium that I've ever spoken to that said, that's what they show me. And this card means this. And I understand that because when you see it, because you're memorizing the card, well, you're memorizing the meaning. But it's interesting, like not every King of Pentacles card means the same thing to me. Like one deck, Mm -hmm. a King of Pentacles means this. And in another deck, it means another thing. So, you know, I'm not a very symbolic reader either. Um, That's one thing that you and I are very similar on. Um, If they show me a horse, it means a horse. It doesn't mean symbolically anything. If they show me an apple, it means apple. It doesn't mean teacher. But that doesn't mean that mediums that read symbolically are wrong. It's just, I I like to, like, if you mean it, say it. (laughs) You know, like, I I don't like to to do the shortcut. Like, it's just not the way my brain works. Are you a black and white thinker? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like, I think like people that like thinking gray or understand a little bit more about gray and are okay with that are usually the ones that go in symbols, but I'm like, look, because it causes tension for me. And I'm like, no, I can't, I'm not going to decipher. I'm not going to decipher here. This is the evidence. I don't want to decipher Apple because I think that leaves a little bit more room, but I've seen people just reading symbols and they're fire. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. And, and there are amazing, like famous readers that read completely symbolically and it's Mm -hmm. works for them. And I, and I always want to empower, like there is not a right or wrong way necessarily to do mediumship. Biggest thing is that, is it evidential? Is it, is it consistent? Are you being ethical? That's what we're looking for. What the right. way to do that, the way you get there is, is not as important as the end result. All, all roads lead to Rome, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what, okay. So question, Ooh, hot topic question. Ouija boards. Ouija boards. How chip boards. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, it's been an evolving topic for me because I started out very fear-based and very mm-hmm. like, ooh, this scary, this scary. And I'm gonna tell a, a secret. You ready for my secret? Yeah. yeah. I've never once ever, 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 ever used one. <gasps> oh, Dana. Okay. But I'm so, not scared of them anymore. S- secret. Okay. Can, so, secret trip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. there's a so. Secret trip. There's a secret trip coming where Matt and I yeah. are going on a secret trip that yeah. that you guys will figure out eventually. It, it's going to be awesome. But you stay tuned. But secret trip, I'm bringing one. Would you be down? Yeah. Uh, we. Uh, we'll would you be down? Yeah. <laughs> Stop it right now. <laughs> the puns. All right. So yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think there's a lot of fear. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of a fear around a piece of cardboard. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to get real. It drives me nuts. It's literally a piece of cardboard that we're investing a lot of fear into. 
right? And I think that if you believe in Ouija boards, great. And if you don't believe in Ouija boards, great. But if you believe the devil comes out of the Ouija board, please go stop watching The Exorcist. Because I can tell you from the evidence, it's just a tool. It's just something that you could um, use to validate evidence, right? So um, it doesn't open portals. It doesn't close portals. If you don't say goodbye, that it's not. Because I always, I always say this. Every medium that walks this earth is a walking Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Because we're communicating with the, with, the, with the spirit. We don't know who this person is. As I'm describing this person, it's up to you to decide who this is. That's exactly what the Ouija board does. It's just letters and numbers on a board. They don't bless this board at, what is it, Parker Brothers? Parker, yeah. <laughs> Parker Brothers. <laughs> do we have an on? What is, do they have like a priest on <laughs> board? Hey, Father like, Ron, get over here. Yeah. We got another batch. I have to bless this deck. Oh, damn. (laughs) But like they don't have that. So it's just a tool. And it's a tool that we put the power and we put that intention in for it to cause whatever chaos in our lives. Right. But if we walk into everything with fear, we are going to have fear projected at us because that's the energy that we're giving it. But if what happened that I just said to you, hey, walk in there and I want you to pretend or or have the intention that you're going to only get beautiful messages from anything that comes through it's going to be just beautiful messages you would have a different perspective of the evidence that you're getting i want to my dream this is my dream okay so you know how i'm like i'm not spooky ooky mm-hmm. like I, I just don't believe in the spooky ooky. i'm i'm opening my my eyes to just be a little bit more open-minded yeah you heard it here i own a medium ask me how matthew tau wants to be a little bit more open-minded i want to take a ouija board to a haunted location and i want to use that to see if I can get evidence that can validate from another medium in the building. Ooh. Yeah, because it's a tool. It's not a portal. I'm not going to be like him. But I want to use it in a way that can just back up the continuation of life after death. And if I can get evidence that backs it up, yeah, that's cool. There is a haunted location to this secret trip that we're going. Okay. I'm just, <gasps> I'm just thinking. Okay. Okay. We got conversation this. for later, <laughs> but this is how every horror movie starts. <laughs> Two mediums walk into a haunted location with a Ouija board. What could go wrong? Um, but I think that's exciting. I think it's awesome because it's just a tool. I just don't invest it. So I feel like when we look at something like the Ouija board, we need to unpack our fear. Where did this fear come from? Who told us this fear? Is there any evidence or experience that can back up our negative experience with this board? Or is it somebody's story that is causing you to feel uncomfortable? Now, if you have a bad experience with the Ouija board, I'm so sorry. I'm not invalidating your experience. But what was the atmosphere? Did we feed that, right? Unpack it before of being like, well, my lights didn't turn on and then it popped a fuse and right. But our mind's going to want to go to like the demon came out and shut my lights off, (laughs) slapped me around a little bit and went back downstairs. I don't want to invalidate your experience, but I want you to unpack it further, unpack it further. What was the vibe? What was the intent? What are we doing? Because I'm learning to be a little bit more open-minded around negative energy, not negative entities. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because the world's balanced. We need positive and negative, Mm -hmm. but I don't believe that the negative in my experience has intelligent Mm -hmm. it's manifestable and it's manipulating a little bit and you can 
work with it just like you can work with positive energy, but I don't feel like the negative energy is intelligent. Well, and it, and deciphering whether, and we talked about this a little bit in the Stanley Hotel episode, yeah. but deciphering what is from the human realm and what is from the spirit realm when we're picking up Correct. that energy. Because if, I always use this example when I teach my empath class. When you just walked into a house and the husband and wife just had a fight. And you weren't mm-hmm. privy to this fight, but you can feel that tension in feel. the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can totally feel it. You can totally feel like when you walk into the room and you know people are talking about you, mm-hmm. but you didn't hear anything, but you just know that you they were talking about you. You can feel that, right? No, but you mm-hmm. can feel the energy in a space like that, right? And that's mm-hmm. not spirit energy. That's human energy. That's human emotion and, and whatever. So it's very easy to... Um, have that happen in a space if there was something that's really, really negative that happened, if there was um, murder that happened somewhere or whatever, that's an imprint of something really negative that happened somewhere. Does that mean that there's a negative spiritual thing that happened there? No, not necessarily. But that imprint, you have to recognize what a human negative imprint things hold and and right. separating that from the spiritual uh, do you think trauma is energy i think trauma is absolutely energy. so like i went to the um the 9-11 memorial because i live really close to new york city and it was deafening like it was quiet as it it feels weird mm-hmm. to be there it's not saying that it's haunted i'm not saying that you know you can see bad things at night but what i'm saying is it felt weird Mm -hmm. it felt quiet it felt like i shouldn't be there it felt uncomfortable and it's because i kind of knew the intent of the area but i also it's it's scarred right it's it's a location that's just forever changed in mourning where people go there to mourn that is also an energy that leaves there there's right? there's people and there not only did something bad happen there, but there's revisiting energy of people that go there specifically to mourn, to revisit, right. to bring that uh, there. It it had the same feeling as a graveyard. Mm-hmm. But right? yeah, I mean, so again, we have to like, is it spiritual negativity? Is it is it a negative entity? Is it you know, mm-hmm. that that's the unraveling. And then I think, you know, yeah. when we talk about Ouija boards or um, fear or anything like that around spiritual things, and obviously we're talking about a Ouija board, but, you know, we could be talking about a doll. Um, yeah. We could be talking about a lot of different other things. Um, it's really taking that and looking at it from a broader perspective, because when we're in fear, we're, we're, we're not thinking with a clear mind. Mm-hmm. We have to kind of take oh, yeah, a, take a step back and kind of go, okay, what was this actually? And, and you had spoken about it a little bit earlier about really unpacking it. Where did this start with? Where did this, and kind of going, where was this first thing? Maybe the first time I, I saw something negative about a Ouija board was from watching the exorcist. Yeah. Okay, 
have have I ever had any bad thing happen around anything else? No. Was it other people telling me this? What was my own personal experience? And I'm packing it. I agree. It. But you know what is really funny is you brought up haunted dolls and my mind automatically went to because we're friends of like what haunted doll you would be. Like if you had a haunted doll <laughs> mm. and you know I actually figured it out. Mm. A gem doll, because you're truly outrageous. You're truly, truly outrageous. I wish that I knew that we were going for haunted dolls. <laughs> I think you would be She-Ra. That's, yeah, I totally would. I'd be like, God, I have the power. But you know what's really funny? Crystals, all that stuff. All that stuff, Dana. She-Ra, She-Ra. <laughs> I'd be Malibu Barbie, because that's the only way I'm going to get a mansion. <laughs> I'm sorry. But Sorry, it's snorted. like, okay, so my, <laughs> baby, I got the Malibu beach house, baby. All right. So you want to, you want to see my rods, Dana? <laughs> okay. So if you're not, if you're listening to the pod, we just pulled out dousing rods. And so I was going to sing helicopter. <laughs> okay. Oh, so so these are, Dana. Do you know anything about dowsing rods? Like, what do you know? Tell me, they're, tell me what you they're know. They're copper, right? So they're copper. I don't know. Okay. I really don't know much it, about them. They're they're you more don't know for, okay. they're divining rods. They're they're good for finding water. Yeah. Well, people used used to use them to actually find wells, mm-hmm. right? Or like, yeah. But you hold them, and allegedly, allegedly, because I always say allegedly with dowsing rods, is that they are supposed to you know, you're supposed to have them in a neutral position, yeah. which should go. It's really hard Mine. when you have a microphone and you're... Mine won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> I feel like these but are my nipples. Su- like, what are you doing? Yeah, but you, you end up having them say yes or no, and it's based on, you know, whatever you said it, right? So, like, well, spirit, show me a yes, yeah. and then they would move. I'm, I'm making them move, okay? But they would go across, or this would be a no, or, like, if you want a hug, they go like that. You know, I've seen spirit hugs. But allegedly, you can get yes or no answers. You can't use uh, like, "Hey, where's the uh, where's the barn and where's the fire, Lassie?" You know, like it's not. It's got to be like, "Hey, are you a male? Are you a female?" <laughs> okay, no, I don't know what that is because I didn't set my yes or no. But you can ask questions. I've seen a lot of error with yeah. these. A lot of error. What error do you have? Lots. Of, there's a lot of error. They smell good. <laughs> they smell, do you, they smell like pennies. <laughs> I love the smell of pennies. You're weird. Gasoline, pennies, and like barbecued hot dogs and rain on pavement. I'm weird. <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to make you a candle. <laughs> pavement scented or penny scented candle. Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> Christmas is ruined. Who's on, the, who's on the penny? Is it um, George Washington? I don't know. Who's on Why the penny? are you asking me this? Ask the divining. I don't know. Here, let's see. Let's ask the rods. <laughs> Stop right now. <laughs> the only the finest questions. I'm a medium. Ask me. Anyway, you just name the candle that. Just be like, yo, this is Abraham Lincoln. Whoever's on the petty. I want to say it's. I want to say it's George Washington. I, we're. I think we're spending too much time on the penny. 
Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Moving on. Moving on. on. Uh, no, but, but pen- pe- pe- like the divining rods and, and pendulums, there there's a lot of room for error. Um, and that's not to say that they're invalidating as tools. Um, they actually can be valid tools in the right hands. Um, my favorite thing though, like, oh God, talking about TikTok is like the people that are like, will take cash apps to tell you if you're (laughs) pregnant or not. Rapid fire. And they're always, yes. It's like, yes. Is he, is he, does he like you? Yes. Oh, can we do it? Hold on, let's do it. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Get your get your rods. Well, your I can't rods. because it keeps it in the microphone. So it just okay. Because I was gonna be like, "Am I pregnant? Yes. <laughs> Are you my twin flame? Yes. Will Doug come back? No. <laughs> Will Doug go away? Yes. <laughs> Cash out me. Is he the father? Cash out me. <laughs> Cash out me. Donation only. Cash yeah. No, but um, but there's there's a lot of like you have to be perfectly still. Yeah. And if you watch a lot of people doing this, they're moving a lot. They're moving their fingers. Yeah. They're not resetting the energy. Your thumb should be away from it. Mm-hmm. It should be grip, like grip, like your udders, right? Grip in the udder, right? And you need to have like a pause between each question. Mm-hmm. It has to give it time to answer. You can't just swing it around like it's island. Have you there. ever seen like, they're like, like, no, professionally done? No. Well, exactly. And so, you know, taking all of that with a grain of salt and and being discerning about that. The same thing yeah. with a pendulum. It's really, you have to have it very still. Mm-hmm. And you can use a necklace as a pendulum. Mm-hmm. Did you know You can that? use anything. Mm-hmm. You can use like um, yeah. a paperclip at the end of a string. You can use anything as so a pendulum. You should have your pendulum, which is essentially like, let's say it's a charm on a necklace, right? And you're holding it and you're, it should go still, Right. And you wait for it. And then you just ask the pendulum, well, what's my yes? But I also heard that this might be your intuition mm-hmm. answering the question. It's so a, it or your higher self. Or your higher self. But it is like I'm moving it. Okay, so this would be my yes. And it's swinging uh, back and forth. And then my no would be like side to side. I just moved it. So not a real reading. <laughs> uh, but you should always just reset to zero mm-hmm. between always, every question you have to hold it reset it correct because that way it's giving spirit a chance or your higher self or whoever you're communicating with time to answer it shouldn't constantly sway and it's a very slow process mm-hmm. pendulums are very slow and they do sell those little boards too mm-hmm. that you can use and it's scrying i think people use it to scry scrying from my understanding is more like looking into a a, a, like an, an onyx ball and oh. different things like that. I, I mean, fucking charm just did me wrong because <laughs> they always use scrying on a map with a pendulum. Oh, 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 scrying in that way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know if that's considered There's words. scrying on Words are confusing, and I don't pretend to <laughs> know it all. Me either. But here's the thing. You know, it's. I think it's always, always important to be discerning, whether you're mm-hmm. – seeking to get a reading from somebody you want to be discerning you want to have uh your red flags ready and open like does this does this seem legit (laughs) does this seem right do they seem Mm -hmm. connected just because somebody says that they're doing something does it seem legit you know paying attention to that if it's something that you're trying on your own you want to test it out so you know matt yes. just had his pendulum out so you want to test it out and and you want to actually have it out or your your dowsing rods 
You want to ask mm-hmm. it a question that you know the answer to and see if it answers it correct. So you're going to say, show me yes. Show me what yes looks like. Show me what no looks like. Now, um, uh, is my name Ted? Now you're going to look for it to show you that no. If it's not answering you right, you can't really expect it to answer your psychic question correctly, right? <laughs> so, you know, there's there's a lot yeah. that goes into it and there should be some resetting and checking of it throughout yes. the process. So you should be checking that throughout and just like asking a few psychic questions and then asking another question like, am I a girl? Okay, it's still, still ringing true. Okay, I'm going to continue asking questions. <clears throat> so we should be checking if you guys decide to use something like dowsing rods or a pendulum down the road, you should be checking um, stuff and validating stuff throughout with, with things that you already know to, to right. double check your answers. Integrity is all you have. So if you can keep everything on as what my grandmother likes to say, the up and up, the more you keep it on the up and up, the more it's validatable evidence that it is you're doing what you're claiming you're doing. And that is not a bad thing to keep just saying, I need my integrity to be there because integrity in this work, it's all we got. And I think uh, for the audience, this is entertainment only. Right. Mm-hmm. So you never want to invest that much concrete, like a hundred percent of a pendulum reading or a Ouija board or life choices. A dousing wrong. <laughs> You've got free will. You got free will. So it's entertainment only, folks. Like mediumship is a little different because we're going direct to spirit. But even with that, take it with a grain of yeah. salt. Everything does not need to be set in stone. You have every choice in this life to make the choices that you need to make for yourself. Don't ever let a psychic say that it is the be-all, end-all outcome of anything. So will Todd come back to you? Girl, if you want Todd there and you put in the work to get Todd there, mm-hmm. cool. If you don't want Todd there, don't. No, but Todd has free will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so do you. So do you. Well, and and here's the thing too. I always, 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 always have to say this. And and you had mentioned like mediumship is a little bit different because we are bringing, we really work hard to make sure we're bringing evidence after evidence after Mm -hmm. evidence. And I think we've mentioned it on the podcast, but I always shoot for 80%. And there's always like room for me as the human to get involved and and misinterpret something wrong or for my brain to get in there, whatever. It it happens. I'm a freaking human. Sorry, y'all. Um, but everybody is human that does this work. And if anybody ever professes to be anything other than that, that's a huge red flag. And you just, you leave and you run away. That's ego. That's ego. Well, uh, here's the deal too. My 80% might be higher because we're throwing, oh, think about this, Dana. Think about this. We're throwing names and dates and times and colors of eyes and uh, shirts when you were 11 and parks that you lived in with this relative that is a lot of information in a scary small amount of time and I don't expect you to remember it because my 80% might be actually 85 or 90 right and the 10% might be me but there's factors that we got to remember of like psychic amnesia is a real thing and I never want to force something on somebody, but I'm going to hold space of being like maybe 10% is you and 10% is me and 20% is pretty good. Yeah. It, can, it makes me feel better. And who wants to be perfect and right all the time? Well, I do. I'm a Virgo. 
Well, I know you're a Virgo, but that seems boring. No, to I me. know. I uh, know. I'm a, it's right. I actually have a lot of grace. If if you know me personally, I, I joke around about yeah. being a Virgo, but I, I I think I have a lot of grace for uh, for a lot of things. <laughs> Just not you're myself. A Virgo in many. You're a Virgo in many ways. <laughs> but being right is not a Virgo trait that you've got. <clears throat> no, I I no. really. Um, I think that there, but I, I say that to you all just because if you are listening to this podcast because you like to get readings, I want to empower you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you are mm-hmm. developing, I want you to not be so hard on yourself when you get a no or something isn't fitting. I want you to, to be able to learn how to navigate that no. That's something really big that Matt and I work with people mm-hmm. in our development circle that we run every Tuesday. If you are a professional, I want to just empower you to continue on because we, as professionals, um, it's something we deal with all the time. So whatever, what, who, why, why ever you are listening to this podcast, I want to just bring that little nugget of information to you because I think it's really important. Um, I think that there tends to be this, like, we are, we, we have this, this ability to touch the intangible, which we do, but that doesn't make us superhuman. Oh, no, not at all. And just because somebody says that they're a psychic medium or they're psychic or they're this or they're that doesn't mean that they're better or whatever. Trust your gut, trust your own discernment, and you get to leave whatever on the table that you want to. A hundred percent. And I think that's the beautiful thing about what resonates with you and what lights you up and what doesn't. You you have quoted this for me many a time. Now I'm like saying Dana Willie. If it's not uh, if it lights you up and it's a hell yes, great. If it doesn't, hell no. Mm-hmm. And not you don't need to force anything that somebody says to you to be a hell yes. So mm. that's right. Well, well, my sweet Dana, that was such an awesome episode. Yeah. I hope you. I hope you put a lot in your toolbox. Yeah. Well, Matt, and I say this to you with so much love. You are such a tool. <laughs> Mama, I made it. <laughs> and and to all of you, I'm a wrench. you are you guys are tools too. Yeah, everyone's a tool. No, but honestly, believe in yourself, and and there's no yeah. shame in using things to help in your development, no. and if they bring you joy. But don't become overly dependent on them. They're here to nope. assist you. They're here to put some tread on your tires if you want to use them. But in the end, spirit works through you. And you hold the power. And don't go through an entire uh, crystal collection at a metaphysical metaphysical store to try to replace the crystal you left at home. Life lessons. Life lessons. (laughs) Yes, life lessons. Well, that being said, you're in our hearts. We love you all and live your best life. And Dana, take it away. You are the light of 100,000 suns. You are the light. We'll see you next time. I, I thought... I thought you were going to say you are the light of 100,000 candy skulls. (laughs) It's the scoliosis. (laughs) We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.